Book club. Book club's back. We read a lemony snicket book called Poison for Breakfast. Kathy and Kirsten and I discuss it. Um, it is a very clever book. It's a very short book. It was fast, easy to read. It's only about three hours as an audiobook. Um, a lot of good things to say about the book and some not so great things to say about the book. But as always, I think we have a really good discussion. And then it was a kind of a quick book club discussion. So we stayed a little longer and talked about Girl Scouts. So if you're not interested in book club, you can hang out for Girl Scouts. If you're not ha- interested in Girl Scouts, hang out for book club. A little bit of both. And we get an update on on uh, Kirsten's health, which was really good. It was so great to have her back in person. Big indication that she's doing much better. So thank you for everybody's emails and comments concerned about her health. She's doing really great. Um, so anyway, thanks for coming back. Uh, if you are reading along with us with Book Club, our next book is called A is for Alibi. We are reading, I guess that's a murder mystery novel or something. A crime novel? I don't know. It was, anyway, that's our genre. And uh, A is for Alibi. And we will be doing that episode, I guess, since it's March now, sometime in April. So read along if you care to. A is for Alibi. Thanks for coming back every week. Thank you for all your correspondence, your emails, your DMs. I appreciate all of it very much. Thanks for sharing the podcast with anybody you think would enjoy it. And thanks for all the podcast suggestions. I've gotten some really good ones. So keep those coming too. And I'm working on some of them. Sometimes it's hard to find somebody in my circle that I can talk to about certain um, suggestions that you have. So, but keep them coming. I love them. Okay. Well, thanks for coming back. And I hope you enjoy book club with me and Kathy and Kirsten Poison for breakfast. Bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay alone, but you got something I need. Well, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. I think that we should. What's going on? Is she just ready to move on? She's just done. She's just done with middle school. Done with middle school. Yeah. I have a senior who's done with high school. Yeah. I don't know about your senior, but mine is like, homework really should be optional at this point. I was like, yep, but it's not. (laughs) I think her motto is phone it in. Oh, we've got a lot of phoning happening right now. (laughs) The only thing she's not really phoning it in for, as far as I can tell, is AP environmental science. Everything else, she's like, whatever. But that one, she's like, I got a project due. I don't, she loves that teacher. Yeah. Um, That's great. But there, yeah. She's like, whatever. Yeah. They have formal tonight. Winter formal. And Isla is bringing Lily. And Georgia is going with three girls. Two, one that's another student at her school. And they've invited two other girlfriends to go. And um, Georgia was going to school today with her formal wear. And I went, no, 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 no. I actually have a podcast. I need you to bring your sister home because I got a noon today because it was formal. And she was like, okay, no problem. I'll just pick it up then. 
she I called her on the way home from working out and said, you are not allowed to like walk in the door and then leave. Like you can't drop. I left. I need to talk to you. I need to like lay eyes on you. And we need to discuss the parameters of this evening before you leave. <laughs> okay. No problem. She's so innocent always. Oh, well, okay, you know, I never would have thought of that. No problem. <laughs> so she comes in with Isla texting, texting. Cause I'm sure they're all excited. Mm-hmm. And I was like, put your phone down. What is your plan? And at what time of day can I get a photograph of you in your formal wear? And she goes, oh. how dare you, Leanne? How dare you? I know. I was like, hey, you know, ideal. I could get a picture of you and your sister together. I mean, what, Shazam? Right. And she was like, guess I could meet you outside the formal. And I was like, there's no house I could go to ahead of time. And she was like, well, we're going here. And then we're going over here. And then we're going to this person's house that I don't even know. But she's someone at, at my school. And I guess just call Ellie's mom. And I'm like, and Ellie's mom has more information than you do? She was like, I have no idea, mom. I just, you know, it just changes. Okay. Then before you walk in the door at the formal, I'm going to need to take a picture of you and your sister. So if you get there before me, then I need you to wait for me because I want to see you physically before you go to your formal. Fine. (laughs) Where are you spending the night? You know, it just changes. I just, I, you know, it just changes. It's very fluid. It may be, I mean, uh, the plan is to spend the night at Emma's house. And I went, who the fuck is Emma? <laughs> Who's Emma? And she was like, you remember Emma? And then she explained her to her. I was like, oh yeah, I, Emma's great. You have not spoken her name since freshman year. So why is it a shock that I'm like, who the fuck is Emma? I don't know who this person is. She was like, we did the whole diabetes walk with her. And I went, oh, Okay. Last I saw or heard of her was when we did this walk. <laughs> Whatever. So, will you be home tomorrow? <sighs> Obviously, I have a lacrosse game. Okay. Well, just what time? I have no idea, Mom. I just, you know, I'll be home. I'm like, oh, my God. Details are overwhelming. She's going to go to yeah. college, and I'm never going to hear from her again. Yeah. So, she needs money. <laughs> I need money, and then that's it. That's my fear. But the good thing that you have is that you have pets. And so she's going to want to see those pets. I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. I don't think she's attached to any of those animals as much as she's attached to her social life. Nope. Isla will come back for the pets. Georgia is going to be like, Isla's peace bringing out, the guys. pets with her. I know, right? <laughs> Isla has her own service animal. But yeah, yeah. I don't, I think she's going to go to college and be like, bye-bye. It's so funny. I told Max, I was like, you need to understand that I need some form of communication from you every single day. Yeah. I know this feels overbearing. I get it. But even if it's a like heart emoji, even if it's like whatever, just something. So Proof I know that you're not yeah. dead. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, can you just every day? Exactly. He's like, this is a lot. He hasn't committed to it yet. This I was like, really? Is it that hard to ask? You've been physically attached to me for 18 years. Yeah. Like exactly. all of a sudden you're just going to like peace out and I'll never see you because I am totally worried about that. Yeah. I'll never hear from him. Oh, He's I'll never hear from him. Terrible about communicating. Terrible. Yeah. So, so is Georgia. And Georgia plays this like, oh, I just forgot the time. And I'm like, bullshit. You are never late to lacrosse. Ever. Yeah. You're never late to golf practice. You're never late to see your friends, but you just lost track of time for mom. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. That's not, that's not okay. You know, uh-huh. so she got in trouble like big time a couple weeks ago, like big time, big time, busted, 
Three lies in three sentences. <laughs> sentence, lie, busted. Sentence, lie, busted. Sentence, lie, busted. Like that. And uh, so I went and collected her from where she was because she was so fucking busted. And uh, I was like, her dad said, okay, <laughs> here's what's starting now. We need a text when you leave somewhere, when you get somewhere. And if you leave that place and go somewhere else, and when you get to that place, we need you to text us so much that is obnoxious. And if that ever stops, you're home. You're losing your car. You lose your, your friends for a week or two. But we need to know because the lying was about, I'm going to this house, but she was somewhere else. I'm with this person, but with someone else. So she's lying about what she's doing, right? Um, so he's like, then you just have to, you did this to yourself. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. made the choice. So now we have to be that parent that's like, where are you? Where are you going? I need, yeah. her, I need her mom's phone number, you know? So I made her layout. This is why this was so important. It's because I made her layout. Right. She's going to this house to get dressed. And then the people at that house are going with her to this other house to meet up with all of their respective dates to, to then go to a, a third house to take photographs to then <laughs> go to the formal. It's so complicated and so convoluted. And yet every weekend, it's the same. It's the same. You're like, why don't you all just meet at the formal? Why don't you all just do this? No. Like it is. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It is a little intense. So I was like, I will be getting a text message every time you leave and arrive at a place. Correct. And she's like, yes. Like, good. Good. Because I'll come get you from the formal. I think I proved that a couple of weeks ago. I'll pull you right out of your friend group. No <laughs> problem. So hopefully I, I get some text messages. I hate being that person because I'm actually not that person. Right. I'm really not. If she had not lied to me three sentences in a row, I would not be asking for any of this, you know, totally not. But at a certain point you have to go, okay, a boundary has to be set in place. And I had a boundary. You were walking all over it. Now I got to back it up two boundaries until you earn the right to have it back. It sucks. Her boundary was this. Tell me where you're going. And your curfew is midnight. I don't think that's super unreasonable. I was talking to Sandy about it. She was like, I think you're way too lenient. And I was like, from you, that's a statement. (laughs) From you, that's a lot. Wow. Okay. She's like, she's out all the time. And I was like, again, from you, that's a lot. Your kids are never home. So anyway, so stressful having teenagers, isn't it? It is. It definitely keeps you on your toes. Like it is always something different. That's for sure. Always something. How's yeah. Camille been? Good. She's okay. Yeah. Um, okay. She's yeah. She's not. Uh, she's not the social butterfly that Georgia is. Uh, not everybody. Who is? is. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody is. Um, but um, yeah. She's she's got her friend group and she's been hanging out more outside of school with. Um, her best friend at school so that's good for us yeah yeah. it's good for her yeah yeah that's good all the way around that's great I'm glad to hear that well I know everybody's gonna ask about it how are you what's the status if you whatever you're willing to share uh I'm fine that would be a real shocker uh to me mostly um I'm I'm fine. I feel like everybody's sick of hearing about this. No, they're not. No. That's not true. No. I'm, uh, just an update. Yeah, I'm fine. I 
saw I had a follow up with a cardiologist two days ago and um, I'm on the lowest dose of meds um, and doing really well on that. So Amazing. That's like the best case scenario, really. <laughs> Um, because you know, if ever anything starts going awry again, there's lots of room to bump up the dosage. And, um, he is feeling very optimistic that I will potentially never have another heart attack or, and, um, that we can control this with meds. So, um, yeah. And I was like, what about, can I go camping? (laughs) (laughs) I was so mad that I missed that camping trip um, very, very recently. And he said, yes. And I said, even if it's hours away from home. And he said, yes. He said, he told me that I can just go back to back to my life. So I'm trying to get there. Unfortunately, I do have one setback. Um, My, um, my leg is still really, really bruised. Like it's, it's black and blue. And um, he was surprised at how much pain I'm in. And I'm somebody who like you ran marathons. Yeah. Like I I've, mean, I've done yeah. like a lot of things like without, without drugs or like, you know, had a C-section, took the pain meds for a day and was like, you know what? I'm fine. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll just tough mm-hmm. this out. Um, so I'm not like, I'm not like a big complainer. And he was like, oh, you shouldn't still be in this much pain. So I have some nerve damage. Um, From the the procedure? Yes. It's just, it's from like blood leaks in the area and it like, and yeah, just does some nerve damage, but it's, you know, should be temporary. Um, Oh, good. Just, but potentially for the next six weeks or so. So it feels like I have a deep groin pull, like a pulled muscle in my groin. So, um, but now that I know that it is, just quote unquote, just, um, <laughs> nerve damage. I'm like, Oh, well I can exercise in that. Cause I was, I mean, it hurts sitting down. It hurts lying down. It hurts walking. It hurts doing anything. So I wasn't, I wasn't exercising. I mean, the procedure was just like a little over yes. a week ago. So, it, you know, I wasn't supposed to exercise for a week, but, um, anyway, now I know that I can exercise and that it's just going to hurt for a while. Yeah. And, Good that it'll go away. Yeah, but at least you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, theoretically, it's some. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't go away, but I'm I'm hopeful that I will be one of the many for whom you will it goes be. away. Yeah. You will. But yeah, I'm are, mostly good. Are good there thought, side effects thought. to the meds, or is it just? Yeah. Um, unclear. Which She's ones pregnant. Ex- That's <laughs> the side effect <laughs> to the meds. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, guess what? Oh my, can you I'm imagine? just going to be perpetually pregnant. Thank you. Can you guys even imagine having no. a baby at this point? Oh, oh my no. God, no. I go visit Connie no. and I'm like, get me out of here. And I mean, Lola is like the loveliest. I mean, Teddy's four. All four-year-olds are challenging. Lola is like one and a half and just all yeah. grins and smiles and flirts. And I'm like, 15 minutes and I'm good. I can't imagine. Uh, I could do a day. But that's it. Like they need to go back at the end of the day. Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> Wait till we have grandkids. Are we going to feel that way about our grandkids? Yeah, you got two hours. You better be back. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Grandma got shit to do. <laughs> right? Remember all those times you didn't text me? You only get two hours now. <laughs> <laughs> and I better get some heart emojis while you're that's out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and then she's going to be texting you and saying, how's the baby? And you're right. going to be blowing her off. Going, and you just don't answer. Oh, yeah. I love this plan. This is excellent. Oh, I, I just lost track of time. I had no idea. Right? <laughs> Well, you know, we went to, I know I told you we were going to the park, but I really just got my nails done. But whatever. I didn't think I needed to tell you. 
Lie, lie, lie. Um, I'm really glad to hear that this is manageable with meds. That's amazing. Yeah. People have so many conditions all over their body that has managed with meds. That's super awesome. Especially that you can go back to normal life, to a full, active, yeah. whatever you want. That's great. Yes. Hooray. Very good news. Yeah. Yes. I'm very happy to hear it. Thank you for sharing. Thanks. I think mm-hmm. everybody will be happy to hear it too. All your big fans. <laughs> right. I don't have fans. I only have listeners, but you guys have fans. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think so. Uh, Should we talk about this book? Sure. You have a lot of notes. I, I do and I don't. Um, I I started flagging when there was like an interesting sentence or thought. And I never, normally I flag like for a couple pages and then I write down some notes. I never went back and wrote down the notes. Yeah, so. Yeah there's really not much to reference. If you're like, oh, do you have any thoughts, Kirsten? I can turn to this and like put on my reading glasses and like try and to search what, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, so no, I, it's, it's false. It's false. <laughs> it's false. It's a ruse. Yeah. Um, what'd you think about this book? <laughs> she's waiting for you I'm to totally say something. For you to say something. She's, she's going like, like I'm not Wait. <laughs> it was really funny. Listen, we got to cut to the chase because Kathy is the only opinion that anybody really wants to totally. know. No. Totally. So, Kath? No. So, first of all, let's so have a disclaimer. Bad. Yes. As a reminder. Yes. Let me just read what Georgia wrote. Because I reread Georgia's note this morning. It was very sweet. She said, hi, mom. I just finished this book and I really hearted it. You don't have to heart it too, but I wanted to share it with you. Very fun read. I love you, Georgia May, XOXOXO. And then P.S. I annotated some of my favorite parts. Um, So I actually didn't have time to read this book. I listened to it in audiobook and then looked back at her annotations. She didn't really annotate. She highlighted sentences with no explanation as to why they're highlighted. So, and then she put um, love you mom on one random page, which was really sweet. But I, I listened, I read it and listened to it. You did. Um, because by the, I finished it and I thought, am I going to remember this? Yeah. Well, by the t- <laughs> So um, I listened to it because it's super short. It's like uh-huh. three hours or something yeah. on audiobook. Really and it's Patrick, it's Patrick Wardward and you listen to it too. Yes. Right. So it's who's Putty from um, Seinfeld. I don't know who Did that you, is. I never watched uh, Seinfeld. He was Elaine's um, handsome boyfriend um he oh, also no. played he played the tick i think oh yeah that show um but he's that guy who takes himself really seriously yeah like uh, the character yeah and, um he's got a very deep voice and so listening to it on audiobook i was like driving to get the kids and his voice is so so deep and monotone <laughs> that i has very little inflection when he talks yeah. Mm. And um, I could almost not hear it. Like it was almost dropping out of the register. I don't know if I'm losing my hearing or if I didn't have the sound up enough or the bass <laughs> is off in my my car. But I was like, whoa, I feel like I'm missing half of this book. <laughs> right. It is well read, but yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, it was well read. Yeah. So what do you think about this book? Kathy? I struggled with this book. I'm sorry, Georgia, but I had a hard time. With this book, it felt like what it kept reminding me of is it felt like it was a stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like when you wake up and you're like, your mind just wanders and wanders. And like, I don't even want to be in my own brain when that happens, (laughs) let alone someone else's brain. And I felt like he just was whatever popped into his head, he wrote down. And 
I struggled to read it. Like it was a chore. I felt like there were some parts that were funny. Like I get that parts of it were cute, but I don't know. I had a hard time with it. I actually had a hard time with it too, for this exact mm-hmm. same reason. I think I'm too literal of a thinker. Like it was hard for me to let go of, well, where's this going? Uh, where's this going? Well, where's the poison? I mean, he's not even sick. So clearly he wasn't poisoned. So my logical brain kept going, just, let's get to the, get to the poison. Where's the poison? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, ultimately the entire book is, it might as well, the only thing that would have been more annoying is if it was a dream. The whole thing was. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like because it's like the very on the very first is it the very first line I ate poison for breakfast yeah. or yep. something somewhere thereabouts and um yeah this morning I had poison for breakfast that's literally the first line and then when you find out what really happens it it, it was all uh it was all smoke and mirrors like yeah it, it was all smoke and mirrors yeah. uh, and um and sorry you're buzzing I'm buzzing I'm like. Is that your pacemaker? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I to turn that off. Ah, I just felt like quiet. every tangent I got annoyed by. Mm. Yeah, he did like, go off on a lot of tangents. And I got lost a lot too listening to him. I would start wandering, like I'd start making grocery lists and have to go back and start again. And I didn't know if that was his voice or if it was that the story wasn't pulling me in enough to, to track I it. I think it was both because there wasn't a lot of story. I mean, the, right. ostensibly the story, it's very, very short. And the story is I ate poison for breakfast. I need to track down the story, like who poisoned me, why, like what happened. And then there's the red herring of the list of the things that he ate for breakfast, which gets repeated probably. Yeah. 15 times in the book easily, like every Mm -hmm. few pages, it's a list of the things. Um, So it's, there is a lot of like, I almost read it like a poem, like, Mm. like a very long poem. Um, And I think it's very well written Mm -hmm. and I can see why Georgia liked it. And I don't mean that in a condescending way about age or anything, but I think it depends on, for me, it was like, if you think you're going to see a comedy and you, the movie starts and you're in a war movie mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, well, but I'm in the comedy stage of my life. Right. <laughs> um, and not, and not again, not because of age or, yeah. or anything like that, but it's very clever. So I can see why yeah. a teenager, not just a teenager, older people too, but somebody who's, who's at the like, oh, that this is very clever. It's very cleverly written. It's very sharp. There are a Mm -hmm. lot of references. He circles back on Mm -hmm. just about everything. He makes some mention of, um, the best, my finest hour Mm -hmm. early on, and then circles back to that a couple of times Mm -hmm. with people and their finest hours is very, very, very clever, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm at the sort of opposite stage in my life where I want to read a memoir because I want to feel something and I don't want any cleverness. If there's any cleverness in there, in fact, my, um, so I'm in memoir class and my teacher, um, gave me some feedback (laughs) something that I wrote that was something that actually happened. So it's a memoir. So all of these things actually happened. And there was something humorous that happened um, before Vivian was born, like in the hour before she was born. And the teacher said, no, that that's really clever. You've got to cut it. 
Uh, and I'm like, but it actually happened. Like this, this is actually my experience. And she said, yeah, but the reader wants to feel the trepidation of going into surgery. The reader doesn't want to be tripped up by the cleverness and the humor of this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just felt like reading this, that it was like, oh, so this is kind of like the opposite of like what I'm working on writing wise and where I'm at as a reader mm-hmm. that I don't, I'm not in the play. I'm not in a headspace of wanting to read clever. I want to read emotion. Like I want right. to just feel everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I see what you mean. I think that's probably valid. When I was in my twenties, I read a lot of Tom Robbins. Loved you- obsessed with Tom. I have every single one of his books and I went back you know to that? read one a few years ago and was like, huh, it's a whole lot of clever, isn't it? Yeah. It's beautiful, clever. Yes. But it is like this book. And I, I annotated like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've line. got so many quotes in my Bible from Tom yeah. Robbins. There's so many amazing, brilliant statements in that book. Yeah. But the story, you're like, yeah. When I went back and read it, I read Still Life with Woodpecker. Still Life with Woodpecker. Know, it's one right? of my favorites. One of my favorite books Ever. Yeah. I read it over and over again in my 20s. Yeah, me too. And then I read it recently and went, why did I like that book so much? Like, yeah. I still was okay. Yeah. I read it now. I was like, it's okay. But I mean, I was like, this is the best book. This writer, I read yeah. everything everything he'd written, yeah, I think, at that too. point. How funny. Wow. We're soul sisters. <laughs> but um, I thought that about this book for Georgia. Uh, I didn't really put it in that context until you just said it. But I, I kept thinking... The cleverness is what she's drawn to. She's mm-hmm. because she's been think about what she's been reading to this point. I don't think anything's been really clever. It's maybe been dramatic. Like she's reading like the um, one of those series books that we talked about reading in one of the genres that it's like, you know, um, a different world than here. And there's, uh, you know, plots and intrigues and drama mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And she's read a lot of classics because of school and you know, Raisin in the Sun and the stuff you're supposed to read. But for fun, she hasn't really read anything this clever. And so funny, when I was reading this book, I thought I should give her Still Life with Woodpecker. I bet she would like it because there's a lot of waxing philosophical in that book. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of waxing philosophical in this book. Um, I I struggled with it too, but I kept, as I usually do, trying to find what was positive one of the things I really liked, as you were talking about, he was circling back to like um, finest moment. I like that he used the word bewilderment over and over and over and over again. And by the time we were in the book, it was humorous to me that that word kept coming back over and over. I liked how he would define a word. Mm-hmm. And like he would say a word and then mm-hmm. define it because clearly this book is written for a younger person. So he was using sophisticated language and defining it in a creative way that was interesting. And I thought for a good reader like Georgia, that's got to be really interesting. Now you've increased your vocabulary reading this Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, kind of a stream of consciousness type book. So I really liked that. I agree with you. I thought it was very well written, but uh, you know, I'm 52. I was like, Where's the poison? We could have gotten to the poison chapter two. I need to know where this poison is. And I don't really, the whole time I kept thinking he's, he's definitely not poisoned because he'd be dead. So he's talking too much. So the the Mm -hmm. cat's out of the bag. He's not poisoned. This is about his inner thought process, stream of consciousness. And um, 
You're right that there is a lot of similarity between Tom Robbins, though, because Tom Robbins books are always very philosophical. They go on a lot of tangents, mm-hmm. wacky characters that go on a lot of tangents, um, deeply philosophical, clever, very like funny, um, witty and funny. And this is I like I think it's sort of more a, it's like philosophical humor if I were to mm-hmm. categorize it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, it's written for a younger audience, but it's not a kid's book. No. It's so it's very I don't know, it's very specific. Yeah, and a little confusing cuz as yeah. I was reading it as I was like, well, I wouldn't read this aloud to a kid. And a kid would have to be a pretty sophisticated reader to yes. read a lot of this language and to understand mm-hmm. the nuances and the what he's right. talking about and where he's going. Yeah, cuz when you think about a book that is maybe written for a younger audience, you assume a level of like ease mm-hmm. and it's not an easy book no to read because it does sort of you know he just goes on all these tangents and it wasn't yeah. easy that's why I right. switched I think audiobook. that's why like because it's not a start to finish story mm-hmm. like yeah it's hard to follow it, it is hard to follow mm-hmm. that's why so I switched I you're right yeah so as I was reading it I kept rereading pages over because I did, couldn't remember what I read and then I'd read I mean, I just finished reading Wuthering Heights. I think I'm a pretty good reader, <laughs> you know, pers- as far as readers go. And I kept going, wait, wait, what did he say? Wait, let me go back and read that one more time. Wait, what was that? A-? And then I was like, well, it's going to take me forever to read this book if I have to reread it. So I'm just going to listen to it. Um, That's funny. I kept reading. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to read a chapter. Okay, eight pages. I can do eight pages. Let's see it. Nothing. Eight pages. And then I'd be like reading and reading and reading and be like, oh my God, there's still five pages left. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can I not get through this? Today's episode of Wife of the Party is brought to you by Today Ticks. So I lived in New York for years and I always wanted to go to see Broadway, but it was always too expensive for me. And a lot of the times I was a waitress, so my shifts would change week to week. And it was really hard for me to make plans like way out. Well, Today Ticks makes all that super easy. They have not only Broadway shows, but shows in major theaters in London and in Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, so many cities offer tickets through Today Ticks. And you can see anything you want to. And you can buy the tickets months in advance, or you can buy the tickets the day of. They have exclusive offers, they have tickets to sold out shows. There are so many awesome things you can get with Today Ticks. So if you're thinking about going to see shows now that we're up and running and out of COVID again, why not log on to Today Ticks and see what they have available? See that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todayticks.com wife and use promo code wife to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code wife at todayticks.com slash wife for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. Todayticks.com slash wife. Todayticks.com slash wife. Another sponsor. Thank you very much. Let me tell you, I have enjoyed this product. I love cereal. I absolutely love it. I used to eat a bowl of a very well-known, very famous, very sugary cereal every night before I went to bed when I was a teenager. I might be guilty of doing that now, except it's Magic Spoon. 
Magic Spoon is a yummy cereal and it's healthy. It has protein. It has protein. It has protein. I mean, what cereal has protein in it? I'm very concerned with how much protein I get because at my age, I'm supposed to be getting like 75 grams of protein a day, which is a lot. And I just, I'm not like a huge meat eater. I just don't like to eat meat and meat and meat and meat. So yummy is actually one of the ways that I get some protein in my diet with a little variety. There's zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Comes in a variety pack, which I just got. Four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. I like all four of those flavors. You can mix the flavors together like you could mix the cocoa with the peanut butter. That's kind of amazing. You could also mix the fruity with the frosted. Also amazing. Um, Magic Spoon is fucking delicious. <laughs> I freaking love it. I, I actually love it. So go to magicspoon.com slash wife to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code wife at checkout and save $5 off your order. This is a great product if you have young kids. Think about how you sneak protein in their diet by giving them a yummy cereal. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash wife and use the code wife to save $5 off. Here's something for my copy because I had so much highlighted from Georgia. I think there is some darkness in her. That she's exploring at the moment. Mm -hmm. and Because the things that she's highlighting are a bit dark. There's a little dark moments in this mm -hmm. book. And all the things she's highlighting, I'm like, hmm, that's a little bit sad or a little bit dark or very philosophical. Um, so that's a little interesting window. And that's what she resonated with. Then I was like, I wonder what she's, what, what's going on in that little noodle of hers that this is what she is drawn to. She loved this book. Mm -hmm. She read it like back to back two or three times. She loved it so much. So I'm going to have to recommend Tom Robbins to her. I think she might really like it. Um, what was the other book he wrote that was so good? Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Oh, yeah, I read um, that. There was another one that had Pan in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Jitterbug perfume. Yes. Jitterbug perfume. No. Have you ever read it? I guess no, not. None of them. I was no. having a very difficult time in New York City. And I was, um, this guy was trying to date me. And uh, I was just really struggling emotionally. And he gave me, still Life of Woodpecker. And he was like, I think this is right up your alley. And I read it and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you're right. That was my favorite one of all. Yeah, it was mine too. It's a love story. Between a, a, a redhead and, and two redheads. One of them happens to be like a bomber. He's going to bomb someplace <laughs> and they fall in love. She's a princess. He's a bomber. <laughs> yeah, I envisioned when I read this, I envisioned myself as the redheaded princess. Of course. <laughs> and Steve Buscemi as the bomber. Oh, that's yeah. a great casting. That's great casting. Because he kind of has, I think he's supposed to have sort of fucked up teeth. Yeah, he does have really fucked and, up uh, teeth. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. He was my dream. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good book. Maybe we should maybe we should book club a Tom Robbins book. I know. I just I feel it feels almost sacrilegious to not love it because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I will not love it as much. I understand. Don't look back. <laughs> just look forward. Right. But I mean, those those books never made a purge like they're they're still on my bookshelf. Yeah. And I've purged so many books that were great books and mm-hmm. classics and I really enjoyed. But that I'm like, OK, I'm probably not going to read that again. But I saved the Tom Robbins books. Yeah, me too. I have my Tom Robbins books, too. I think I checked out even Cowgirls Get the Blues from the library, but I have Jitterbug Perfume. Yeah, there were a couple that I checked out from the library that I don't life. have. And he but. had another book. That he wrote a little later that I read too, like, but I don't remember. It was past, but anyway. All right. So, fastest book club ever on <laughs> Lemony Snicket, but it is the shortest book we've ever read. Yeah. Uh, anything else we need to say about Poison for Breakfast? Anything positive from it, Kath? Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was terrible. Um, I did really like the definitions. Like I actually thought that that was really cool Mm -hmm. contextually Mm -hmm. because a lot of those definitions have more than one meaning. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really an interesting way of putting that in there. Like you knew exactly what he was thinking in every single moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Cause he doesn't just define, he says like, you know, perplexed. And in this case, meaning Mm, I am perplexed that, Kathy did not like this book or whatever. Yes, like exactly. he, I'm confused yeah. as to yeah, why yes. she doesn't like this book. That's yeah. what perplexed me is here. He yeah. did do that. That was, yeah. And he did it in a way that was enjoyable. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like he was even talking down to you or. Right. It wasn't condescending. Mm-hmm. It was. But it was slightly comedic. It was, yes. Yeah, it was. exactly. Yeah. And it became comedic as the book went on because he did it so many times. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, another definition. Yeah. Yeah. Another definition. It was a very clever yeah. book. Clever is the right word. I think it was mm-hmm. very clever. Um, it just wasn't entertaining to me. And I feel bad saying that because George was so excited. This is my Christmas gift. Yeah. Um, and that makes the book special to me is that she gave it to me that she wrote all in it. It's also interesting because there's not that much that's dark in this book. I mean, there's a few things. I mean, okay. I the idea that he's going to Here's what die, she highlighted. But- I can compare sadness to an automobile because they can both run me over. And I can compare happiness to an aardvark because they are both unusual to see early in the morning. And I can compare the various teas for sale at incomparable tea to all sorts of things, which means they are not really incomparable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved the, his whole thing about incomparable. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh-huh. well, I'm a writer. So is there anything that's incomparable? Mm-hmm. He goes on about that and that it's like, no, I can compare anything to anything. So therefore, the word incomparable is unnecessary. It doesn't apply. Yeah. Yeah. So out of context, this is talking about sadness and how happiness really doesn't exist because you see it early in the morning. So I go, oh, that's kind of dumb. Um, but then it also has the whimsy of the aardvark. Yeah. It does, but here's another one. I come from such people. I belong to a tradition of people who feel displaced all the time, no matter which bewildering place we visit. That's someone who feels lost. That's, that's what that's, she's highlighting. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's what being a teenager is all about, though. I think all teenagers yeah. feel displaced. And if they don't, then they're probably not going to be a successful adult. Let's hope so. Perhaps you are one of us, too, always feeling native to nowhere. Because we are scattered all over the world, we do not always understand each other. That she picked out mm-hmm. of a paragraph. They were not connected thoughts. 
So then I go, she's feeling some of this. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the theme through the book is that you are a figure of death. The egg does not know how long it will be in the world before the great spoon of death will lift it away. I mean, come on. This is what she's picking out of the book. You know, I didn't read this book. I listened right. to it and then went back and looked at what she highlighted. I missed all of this dark I was going to say overall, yeah, that's, it's I, not all that dark of a book. No, it's not. When you pull those sentences out, you're like, yeah, spoiler alert, he doesn't get poisoned. Like, yeah, it's not right? dark. Right. right? Exactly. But that's what she's pulling out. Yeah. Being clumsy treats you to views of the world, which great graceful people never get a glimpse. I don't know. I just found it interesting that these are the, these are what she resonated with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so sorry. Anyway, it was cool that she did that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm looking forward to AS for Alibi. Have any, either of you started it? No, not yet. I just finished this yesterday. <laughs> you did? Yeah. It was hard to do. It was hard to do. I got A is for Alibi on audiobook too. I've been driving mm-hmm. so much lately that I just don't have time to sit and read. And every time I sit to read, I fall asleep. <laughs> so. Um, okay. Then let me, may I preface this? So have you been listening to A is for Alibi? No, how it started. I wanted to wait till we were done with this. May I preface it with something? Yes. Um, I'm assuming that it's the same actress who reads, I've read, I've listened to some of them on audiobook. I read most of them as books, but, um, the actress who reads a lot of them, um, her, her voice is a lot older than the character Okay, is. Um, so that was a little, it threw me a little bit when I listened to the first, I think she does a good job, Mm -hmm. but, um, to me, she sounds like a 50 or 60 year old woman. And I think Kinsey in the first book, I think she's in her twenties maybe. Mm -hmm. So, um, just keep it in mind. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try to read some of it. I mean, you know, the thing about reading it is you get to make up the Mm -hmm. voice in your own head as to what you're resonating with. Yeah, but I, um, I I resonate with driving a lot and (laughs) needing to listen to the audiobook. Yes. True. Very true. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else is happening, ladies? We have a long time before you have to leave. <laughs> what should we talk about now? <laughs> what we're going to do for Girl Scouts on Sunday? Seriously. Right. <laughs> yeah, and now we will cut to a Girl Scout planning meeting. <laughs> right? This is how it works. Because that will be fun. <laughs> That's what we really need to do, but it's, uh, yeah. Sorry, I just got about 100 phone calls from my husband and I got really nervous. That Everything it was okay? An emergency. It, he just forgot that I was, it, they weren't all from him. So everything's okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> everything's good. It's good. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Is he like, answer me. Have you had a heart attack? Right. <laughs> what is happening? You're giving me a heart attack. Me Seriously, right that happened um, semi recently, a few weeks ago. Um, he texted and I was in the middle of something or actually I wasn't even in the middle of something. I think I, uh, I was in the shower. <laughs> I was just in the shower. I was having like a 10 minute shower and I got back uh, and my phone had like a couple of missed calls from him. And he's like, where are you? Call me. And I thought, oh, my God. And so then I panicked. I called him and. It was all a misunderstanding. He he texted me. I didn't get back to him. He's used to me getting mm-hmm. back to him right away. And he's not like Richard's not like a taskmaster, like she needs to get back to me yeah, yeah. or whatever. But because of the heart attack, he just all of a sudden thought, 
wait a minute, I usually hear back from her sooner than this. And Mm -hmm. he kind of lost track of time and thought, wait a minute, she hasn't called me back. She hasn't responded. Oh my God. And I was like, I was just in the shower. It wasn't even a long shower. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can see. Yeah. It's understandable why he would feel that way. If I'd had a heart attack, Bert Kreischer, he would give me another one. (laughs) He'd be all over me. That's what would happen. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay now? How are you feeling now? You feel okay now? How about now? It would have been relentless. So it must have been scary for him. Yeah. Yeah. We just sent him off to, um, he had a week in between jobs and um, this last job was very stressful for him. And then (laughs) exacerbated by the fact that his wife had a heart attack and then exacerbated by the fact that then I couldn't do certain things and I couldn't drive for a little while. And so he was driving the kids all the, you know, three and a half hours a day that I drive them and and, um, making every meal and just sort of doing everything. And he does a ton to begin with. So it's not like it was a total shock to a system the way it would be to some, but it was just a lot, you know, it was a really Mm -hmm. stressful job and just a lot on his plate. And so I said to him, um, like a week or two ago, I was like, I think you should consider going somewhere on your week off, like doing Mm -hmm. something. And he said, well, that's funny that you should mention it because I was just thinking that I might want to go hiking or something. But I just, you know, I feel bad because I want to be here to to help with the kids. I was like, Richard, we're fine. We're fine. And so he went to Utah um, with a very good friend of ours, which is cool because they they um, they're very dear friends, but like they'd never traveled. We've never traveled with them or anything. So they went to um, Zion and Bryce Canyon. Nice. And um, like tent camped in the freezing cold and um and did the narrows they hiked the narrows Mm -hmm. which is when you wear the protective gear and like go through the river and uh, it's a hike through the river that's in between two canyons Mm -hmm. and um yeah just have a million beautiful pictures and and he just loved it he just loved every minute and had a great time yeah it was really like the kind of restorative thing because he was saying you know I don't know if I want to camp in freezing cold. Like, you know, I had this idea of like roughing it. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I only have the one week off between jobs. And I said, Richard, look, we all love going to Hawaii and laying on a beach or laying by the pool. That is restorative in one way, but re like doing something new and challenging Mm -hmm. and, you know, freezing your butt off in a tent whatever there's just something it's it's restorative in a different way mm-hmm. even if it's hard work completely um, yeah yeah and um and I mean he knows that because he's done all of this stuff but it's just been so long since he'd been really camping um like that and um and he loved it and it was restorative in every way that's so, great yeah. that's good I'm glad to hear that that's really good you yeah. guys seem to have yeah. a very nice relationship yeah he deserves it I mean he's he's a good egg He's a good egg. Yeah. I mean, he's okay. He, he'll do. We'll let him stay. We'll let him. He's a perfectly prepared egg. <laughs> Nicely done, Kathy. Excellent callback. Yes, excellent callback. That's really funny. Um, well, spring break. What are you guys doing? Anybody do anything fun for spring break? <laughs> My kids are ditching us. I mean, both of my kids are going to be away on separate trips for their, the first week of their spring break. So I don't know what we're doing the second week. If anything, they're probably just going to want to relax and do nothing. So that's great. But are they gone at the same time? 
Uh, it's unclear, but yes, I think so. <gasps> Lily leaves on Friday and I don't know when Max is leaving yet, but I think they're gone. So I'm tempted. I'm very, I've been thinking about this secretly. Um, not so secretly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Stephen and I should go away. Fuck yes. yeah. Yes. So I don't know if yes. I can convince him you. to make that happen. <laughs> yes. But um, I have to figure out when Max is gone. But I'm pretty sure they're going to be gone over the same time. So passport stamped. Fuck it. Let's go. You should. Where you would know you what go? I mean? I don't know. Well, you'd probably only go someplace fairly close by for a couple of days because I know he's not. We're going to have to go in the middle of the week. Yeah. And I know he's going to have to. That's going to be tricky for yeah. him. But. We'll go wine tasting. We'll go like whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Totally. You know what I mean? You like should. Two hours in any direction and it can be pretty much someplace different. So. So true. Um, but. Talk but yeah, we have not heard about Max's trip yet. But um, you know for sure he's going? I just paid the final deposit this morning. So. so something's happening. Final payment, not deposit. But. Um, so yeah, clearly they're still happening and they've done all of the paperwork, but they just haven't given us flight information and they've already given it to us for Lily. So mm. yeah. So th- I think that's what we're doing. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that couples need to go away by themselves, mm-hmm. even if it's just for a couple nights. Bert and I were supposed yeah. to go, um, just to a hotel in, and uh, Westlake village for our anniversary. And then I got COVID kind of ruined it Mm -hmm. and then he hasn't been home long enough for us to do anything else but that just one night you know I was like let's leave at noon go up there eat lunch go to the spa check in get room service or go to the restaurant sleep late even if we did that for one day yeah like so what it's totally different I agree but just to get out of your space get out of your Get out of your space. Mm-hmm. Get There's out of your headspace. So many yeah. dogs bark in our house all day long. <laughs> that yeah. Bert's like, this is the least relaxing house. I'm like, some days it really is. You can't like just lay around. You can't just sleep late because there's yeah. dogs that need to be let out and fed. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I just want to sleep till like 830. That's it. And Bert snores so much. I end up sleeping in the guest room because I can't sleep with him because he snores so badly. So. When we go to a hotel, I don't know why I sleep better there. I don't know if maybe I sleep lightly at home listening for dogs and kids. And once we get to a hotel, I sleep deep enough that it doesn't bother me. I've no yeah, idea, well, but. that particular mm-hmm. uh, hotel that you told me about is particularly good at bed and blackout yes. shades yes. and just all of it. Yes. And good night. Yeah, good <laughs> night. What about you? Do your kids have the same spring break? They do. Um, Vivian is going on a, a school trip to D.C. and New York. Nice. And, um, and Camille is not. So, oh. yeah. And um, it's also a really busy week, work week for me. So oh. it's not a, yeah, I don't think I'll be jetting off anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. That's cool. Well, I don't think we're doing it. We, we haven't decided yet. We had talked about going to New York, but we're not going to do that anymore. We just decided that's not the right timing. And I've been meaning to look at like house at Big Bear, you know, just somewhere just to get away for a minute. You know, last year for spring break, we just went to that campsite with the teepees and rented a little cabin. And I was like, we can just do that again. It's so, I think they just want to get out of their environment. Yeah. Um, bring some friends if you want, because we're not, we're not, um, 
we would we would only go for a few days. We wouldn't go for the whole ten days of their spring break. Um, yeah, but even a couple of days makes a difference. Huge difference, yeah. right? We're lucky that we can do that. We are real lucky yeah. that we can afford yeah. to just get out of town for a minute. Yeah, have these amazing experiences for ourselves and for our kids. We're very very lucky, aren't we? We are very true. Yes. Speaking of getting out of town. The three crazy people in this room are taking 15, 14, 13 Girl Scouts on a very large trip this summer. How are you feeling about that? Any feelings about that? I mean, can we talk about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, guess. I mean, I don't know if you We're guys don't want to talk about it. I will tell you that I'm feeling really nervous today because um, we just booked the tickets yep. um, last night and this morning because there was a lot of issues. Like, I don't even know why I didn't think about this before, but obviously like in booking plane tickets for 15 people, it's massively expensive. We use the Girl Scout credit card for like $12 here and there. So obviously everything got rejected oh as a fraud How yesterday. So uh, going back and forth with the travel agent and trying to get it all, <laughs> whatever. So, but she said something that made me really nervous. So like, I just, like now that it's real, I'm getting very nervous. What did about, she like, say that made you nervous? <laughs> I'm afraid she didn't buy enough tickets. I'm really nervous. Oh, you know why? Tickets. I'll tell you why. Because I took care of your tickets with Miles. That's why. So you guys well, thank are Thank you, but on that is, miles. okay. So I don't want you buying your ticket. Why? Because I don't want you to. But so I just stupid. bought your tickets with Miles. Well, it's not stupid. It's generous. And you just say thank you. <laughs> okay. We're <laughs> going to have a discussion after this. <laughs> because that was not, okay. Surprise! That actually makes, <laughs> that does make me feel a little bit better uh, because- <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, what has even happening right now? No, no. I called Felicia and I said, listen, these two women give so much of their time, effort, energy. We have almost 2 million frequent flyer miles. I said, please buy their tickets with my miles. And that way they don't have to pay for their ticket because they give their time, their energy, their concern, their intellect. They give so much to these girls as do I. I'm flying on miles too, but we just keep accumulating all the, I mean, we couldn't possibly, when would we spend all these miles? Um, so I was like, just spring buy break. The, the two tickets, spring break, right? <laughs> just put their two tickets on my miles. And she was like, okay. So that's why that's not adding up. Well, thank you. I that wasn't going to tell you better because I, I was so you. nervous. But about- now that's why you're nervous. Now be nervous because I took care of your ticket. <laughs> like nothing was adding up. The numbers she was giving me, the numbers that were like coming through on the credit card that were being declined, like everything about the contrarian it. I was, was like, going, oh my what? God. <laughs> and then of course, I don't know Felicia. I spoke to her for the first time yesterday and I don't want to be like, um, okay, Miss Professional, you fucked up, right? Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to be really nice and not be like an asshole, but I was so scared. She probably didn't know that I didn't tell you that I was right. taking care of your ticket. So she was doing the math, not knowing that you didn't know. Of course, I'm yeah. sure. Like, and again, that's when I was like, I'm going to take a breath because she is a professional. She does this yeah, yeah, for yeah. a living. <laughs> she clearly didn't get it wrong. She has every piece of information at her disposal. We yeah. discussed it yesterday. Yeah. So- she typed something wrong. Like, I, like something is. Something's wrong. Well, Isla's, Isla's you know ticket I mean? is also with She miles. told me that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew so that. So then 
So that's one less ticket out of the pot. Right. Because we have the miles. We may as well, I mean, I'd much rather Isla's ticket stay in the pot. And whether Uh they use it for this trip or not, then we have that 400, 500 bucks that we have. Right. So I'd much rather do that because we have so many miles that our business manager was like, you need to start putting things on your miles. (laughs) So we tried, we're going to go to Italy in the summer and we tried to book that with miles and it wasn't working. Like we were having to make two stops and Mm. we're like, no, no, no. I mean, we are lucky that we can afford to pay for a ticket because we're not going to make two stops to get to Italy. We're not going to do that just to use miles. So we're lucky that we don't have to do that. So let's use the miles for this instead. Um, and we still have so many miles left. I mean, I'm flying Georgia to and from Georgia with miles. I'm flying mm-hmm. me and Isla to and from first class, by the way. I'm going first class with miles. And you're not flying first class. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Someone no. has to pay attention no, to the she, girls. <laughs> I'm going before you. Yes. I'm going. I'm actually not flying with Miles on the way there. And I'm not flying first class on the way there because they didn't have a, I am returning. Uh, I wanted to be there because the flight changed and we're arriving a little earlier. I wanted to be there first thing in the morning Saturday. So I wanted to take the red eye and I don't get back from Catalina until the afternoon Friday. So I'm going to drop my bags, oh. pick up another bag and then go back to the airport. Oh my goodness. And I so I couldn't get there on American, which is where we had all our miles. So I'm, I'm flying Delta there and then American back. So yeah. So anyway, surprise. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of money. That ticket's a lot of money. And if the troops not paying for it and I have the resources, why don't we just, let's all go for free. Well, thank you. It is thank you. very generous. Yeah, it's not but that generous. It's really not. As you gave me a heart attack, okay? <laughs> Kirsten and I now can't even fly because we both had heart attacks, okay? It's not okay. <laughs> well, we all are certified CPR, so if you have the heart attack, exactly. we can totally take care of it. But anyway, mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on telling you that today. I just I knew that's why the numbers weren't adding up. I was like, oh, I should just tell her that way she can be relieved. Um, I figured once she sent us actually all the information, she finally booked the last two tickets today um, because she couldn't get it to work last night. Yeah. So I figured like once we got all of it, I'd be like, okay, it's fine. It makes sense. Yeah. Once you saw it. Yeah. On paper. Well, now it'll make sense. (laughs) We're going to have fun. Now do you feel less nervous? Yes and no. Okay. Um, (laughs) What's the... (laughs) No, like now it's real. Right yeah, yeah, now real. I'm like, oh, my God, we really have to actually plan all of this. Like we always have these grand ideas. Uh-huh. Let's go camping here. Let's do this. Let's take them to freaking we Dowie. Let's have like, a let's have a death hike. Let's have a death hike. Yeah. Right. Where everyone might die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then like the reality, you're like, oh, OK, wait a minute. Now we have to figure <laughs> out, like, how do we get them all there? Like, what are we going to what are we going to eat when we're there? What are we going to do? Like all of the like nitpick kind of stuff. Like, is there some stupid form that we didn't fill out or that we didn't know about that we now have to, like, that's the part that makes me nervous. Yeah, totally. Not about taking the girls. Yeah. Like she was funny. Felicia, the travel agent was saying like, should I try to like book tickets for friends together? And I was like, no, just book the group together and they'll figure it out. These girls have been together for 10 years. Yeah like 11 years for some of them, you know, like 
we don't need you to book. Like, that's fine. They're a really good group of girls. And I'm not worried about taking them. Um, it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. I think so. I know. I, I it's going to be super fun. I think it's going to be really fun, too. We're, we are pretty fucking amazing. Girl Scout <laughs> leaders. I mean, pretty fucking amazing. I think it's amazing that we have created this safe place for this group of girls mm-hmm. to keep coming back um, year after year. As hard as it is to work within the context of the Girl Scouts, because it is not easy. I am not a big fan of that institution in the in the mechanics of yes, it, in the it is operational not mechanics. Not a well organized organization. <laughs> it is not. It it sucks for that organizational yeah. like structural piece. There's a lot of red tape and <laughs> the red tape changes every year. Mm-hmm. That is yes. what is really frustrating. It's not just like, oh well we've been doing this for all these years. So you just do it the way you did it last year. Oh Oh, guess what? There's a whole new way to do it this year. Oh, and great. no one informed you ahead of time. Yeah, and you. What a great system! And yeah. we're implementing a system, but we're not sure how it's going to be implemented. We'll get back to you. Yeah, and then you never get back to you. Yeah. And then yeah, it's it's extremely frustrating organization. Yes, to work within. Um, but what we did, I think, in leading these girls has been kind of. I think it's been really special. I don't think mm-hmm. it's this is a normal Girl Scout troop. Um, I don't think it's normal I for, I think most girls don't stay in Girl Scouts until mm-hmm. middle school and high school. Right. I mean, I have four seniors. Yeah. We have four seniors. That's, re- that's crazy. I think that's amazing. Um, and maybe we are, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're off. Maybe people listening are like, well, my high school senior, but I don't think so. Um, based yeah, on- I think there are others. It's yeah, just that it's yeah. not the norm in terms of most most kids drop out after brownies or yeah, yeah at least by middle yeah. school. They usually make it through fifth grade, I think. And after that, that's when I think they start losing girls because Girl Scouts, you just repeat shit every two years. Could <laughs> you just stop repeating shit every two years? We have to be so creative. How do we take the same concept and make it fresh and new? That's so difficult right would you mm-hmm. say what, yes. what do you say is the most frustrating thing about girl scouts oh most there's no there's no most i mean <laughs> there are a lot of frustrating things exactly mm-hmm. what you said i think that they really gloss over the middle school years i think mm-hmm. that things start getting fun again in the high school years but you've lost them yes mm-hmm. then and um good point i think there are a lot of things like on you know on a local level or that and even in the larger organization that it's like, oh, it's super fun up through elementary school. And then all of a sudden, like, there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing to do. And let, yeah, as you say, like the the badges get completely repetitive. It's like, oh, and now you're doing this just in a different year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, talk to an expert, like the the list of the the things that you're supposed to do for a badge. Oh, you're supposed to talk to an expert. You're supposed to, I mean, it's just boring, boring, mm-hmm. boring. And the kids do not want to be, they spend enough time in school. They just Mm -hmm. don't want to come to Girl Scouts to be in school. They're in Girl Scouts to be in community. Yeah. I think what, where they're missing is I think that they should look at what is not taught in school and teach that. And maybe they think they're doing that, you know, be safe on the, on the internet. You don't think they teach that in school? Yeah, they do. I I think that's the biggest problem is that they, uh, they keep, (laughs) they keep changing 
what they put out there in terms of what's going to appeal to girls. But I feel like they're so behind. Uh Like everything now is about STEM. And it's like, seriously, that is like going to school. Nobody wants to do that. All they, all you talk about is STEM in school. Like enough with that. Can we go back to the stuff that isn't being taught in schools? Where's the home ec? Yeah. Because I know that maybe 1950s thinking or whatever, but those girls freaking love it when they do pull out that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to the two in my carpool um, about, I said, oh, wow, we need to figure out something for the meeting on Sunday. We don't have any ideas. I said, hey, do you guys have any ideas? Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking to source some ideas. And the, uh, they both said nothing that we do. I don't want to do anything, any learning. (laughs) <laughs> like, which obviously they're going to learn. Like, yeah, I don't, right. it, they know. don't mean they like mean that, book learning. They yeah. mean they don't want to sit down and shut up and like, listen to us preach. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. So they want, and I said, well, like, but I have to say the one episode we preached was pretty fucking fantastic. <laughs> We're going to do a whole episode about that one. <laughs> yes. Except for that wasn't preaching. That was a conversation. That was a dialogue. It was it's a one way conversation. It was a one way conversation. <laughs> it was a dialogue in which the girls were mostly silent or shocked Horrified. or making gagging sounds. <laughs> but-, <laughs> but it was excellent. I loved it. But yeah, that, yeah, we need to repeat, actually. I, I think so, maybe. Yeah. But that um that um that's so true. They don't want to learn. You know, my seniors, uh, I have four seniors in high school and um I touch base with them in the fall and then we do what we talk about we're going to do in the fall. And then I touch base with them in December and then we do what we're going to do. So when I touch base with them, I actually, this was January. We were doing the crystal project. I was doing that with the older girls. And I said, listen, I need to know this is the last six months of Girl Scouts. What do you want that to look like? Do you want to like bang out a bunch of badges? Do you want to um, focus on one badge? Do you want to go down to one meeting a month? I mean, tell me what you want the last six months to look like because the first half of this last senior year, I never had a single meeting with all four girls present. They're too busy. Mm-hmm. And the fir- that that part of senior year, they're working on college applications. Yeah. It was a whirlwind. I never had all four, ever. Not for one meeting from August to December. So I was like, I don't want that to continue. So how can I help? Do we do one meeting a month? Do we, what do we do? We're making the crystals. And I said, do you want the meetings to just be like arts and crafts? And all four of them went, yes. And I went, done. Yeah, that yeah. was the feedback that I got from the backseat as well. Yeah. Arts and crafts, games. They yeah. Said they loved it like when um, at the camping trip and at when we did mm-hmm. the the hot chocolate, uh, the, the, the cookie exchange cookie party. Yeah. They just loved playing games together, just yeah. sitting outside, sitting around a table and playing games. I mean, that's not exactly Girl Scouts. That's, that's the hard part yeah. is that you do at their age, we, I feel at Isla at the, well, let's see, 10th, 9th and 8th graders mm-hmm. we have also, yeah. I don't think we can quite give up yeah. everything yet. Like the seniors, I feel like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Earn one more bad? They don't give a shit. I just want to yeah. keep them together until yeah. they graduate. Yes. And, um, and we'll do, I mean, we are going to finish our dinner party badge in the end of March. So we are doing some badge work. They, but this badge work should have taken them, you know, a couple meetings. It's taken us literally since August <laughs> to do this badge. So, oh no, actually we started it last year. So, okay, that's fine. I don't care as long as we're doing something peppered in here and there. And while we were doing the, 
um, arts and crafts, we were talking about their end of the year trip, which is a Girl mm-hmm. Scout trip. So I try to incorporate some yeah. Girl Scout official business into every meeting, but we're not necessarily working on a badge because they don't really care. They'd rather learn something valuable. I mean, they've yeah. asked me to review the car care badge because they weren't driving yet when they took the car care badge because it's a ninth and 10th grade badge. Well, most girls aren't driving till they're in 11th grade. Right. Yeah. So they don't remember what they learned. So my dad is going to come out and reteach that badge um, and they won't even earn a badge for it because they've already earned it. Right. But Girl Scouts needs to pay attention to what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> what we're saying is that That's what they're hungry for. At George's age, they want life skills. And they have some badges as ambassadors about budgeting, about planning, like, like about like um, budgeting and about kind of like looking for an apartment and that kind of stuff. There is badge work for that at that older grade, but it's so narrow. There's so much that's not addressed. Yeah. And, and I think you're right with a lot of the time they really get the ages wrong. So the car care, absolutely. It should be when they're already able to have a driver's license. Right. Yeah. Like, why, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. And, but then the same thing with there's a babysitting badge at an age when nobody's yes. going to hire them to be a babysitter. Yeah. Right. So then it, it just feels very moot. And then they just sort of forget the information that they learned. I, I don't know. It's just it, they're not really keeping up with the times. And yeah, it's true that when I was a kid, I was babysitting at a much younger yes. age. Same here. Yeah, then. that's true. But as a parent, I would not hire a 12 year old right. to babysit an infant, <laughs> an infant, no way, or, or a toddler or a whatever, yeah, like anything. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I agree with you. I think they are not, they, they seem to like, there's no boots on the ground when they start planning this stuff. Yeah. No one's actually running the shit to know, oh, they're way too old for that. Yeah. Or that the home ec, I agree so much. I think Girl Scouts should think about replacing home ec. I don't know what home ec was for you, but for me, it was, I learned to cook. I learned to sew. Mm-hmm. I learned to iron. I learned to set a proper table, mm-hmm. but I also learned to balance my checkbook, write a budget. I had another math class that taught me that also in more in depth, but I had bookkeeping because if you're running a household, you need to do, you need to know how to do some minor bookkeeping. Um, I think they should think about that, how to buy a car, how to look for an apartment. Absolutely. How, you know. I, I found um, when I was in, so when I was in middle school, we had home ec and shop uh-huh, and you, you could like, so in, I think in seventh grade, you had to take like one semester of each. Mm-hmm. And then in eighth grade, you got to pick mm-hmm. which one. And I found that very frustrating because as you know, I love to sew. Mm-hmm. And this was like my introduction to sewing. And I, I loved it. I loved the idea of sewing and making my own clothes. But I loved the idea of shop. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that I didn't continue with shop is that the shop teacher was not very engaging. I was like the only girl who wanted to do that. And I didn't want to be the only girl among guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in high school, I thought, okay, well, I'll just, I'll do home ec and shop as well in high school. I didn't have time to do that because yeah. the electives that I really wanted to do were theater and music and, you know, all these, all these other things and languages and then you needed all these academic things. There wasn't enough room to have all of the above. So yeah, I think you're right that we like for us, we need to just find ways to incorporate those things that they're not getting in school. Mm-hmm. But I think for Girl Scouts, yeah, they should absolutely listen and incorporate those things that 
are not school because the kids have enough of school. They keep adding these STEM badges Mm -hmm. and it's like they just spent two years on Zoom. Right. Exactly. Like they're doing more tech than ever. They don't need they don't need or want to go to a meeting and be dealing with tech. And we're frankly just trying to get them off of their phones for a meeting. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so it's just it's completely they're not listening to what's happening. They feel like in this very vague general sense. Oh, yeah, we got our finger on the pulse. Technology. Technology is where it's at. No, but that it doesn't belong here. No, it doesn't belong here. I think, too, they're trying to cater to people who don't get what they need in the capacity that they're presenting it at home or in school. And I think that that's, there's a valid place for that. But there's also these kids here who are getting plenty of that. The internet safety stuff and the, your image, uh, you know, remember that image badge yes. we did a long time ago? We're like, what do you see in magazines? What mm-hmm. do you see on TV? How does that affect what you feel? I think that's valid, but they had it like repeated, like three years. Do you yeah. need it every freaking year? Maybe do it one year and then move on to something entirely different. But they have three things called journeys and each one is themed the same. And every mm-hmm. two years it just repeats itself. Same theme, same. So there's really nothing to look forward to. I don't think you don't go, oh, when I get to be a senior or an ambassador, then I get to do this kind of journey because it's age appropriate. It's all the same shit they've already done. Right. It's really boring, really boring for these long haulers that we have. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea. I think Girl Scouts set it up that way so that if you're in 10th grade and you want to join Girl Scouts, you can. And you don't, it's not accumulative like Boy Scouts where you have to kind of do all this stuff and catch up, I guess, if you're joining later. But it's for the kids who've been in it since Kid in Our Garden, it's so boring. And nobody's joining in 10th grade. No. no. Like... This Nobody's is not a big right. draw organization. No, no. no. <laughs> Gee, it's I've always wanted to sell cookies. Cool kids hang yeah, out, you right. know, like. I don't know. <laughs> it's not where the cool kids hang out, but some cool kids are in our tree. Yeah. Our, no, our tree we have very great cool. kids, but yeah. I think, you know, it, it's not seen as a cool activity because it's not no. like it's not fun to do schoolwork outside of school. No. Like there's nothing attractive about this agency that pulls is going to pull girls in when they're little. Sure. And the thing is at this age, if they're going to do schoolwork outside of school, it's because they're doing AP classes or like they're getting some somewhere with it. They don't need to do academics at Girl Scouts. It's absurd. It should be life skills, camping skills, you know, social skills. I mean, social skills. That's what we talked about. Mm -hmm. How do we keep these kids engaged to get them through middle middle school? Mm -hmm. And so far we're, doing that yeah so you know for sure we're doing that so and they love to camp yeah most of them really really do love to camp (laughs) even though they're not really camping only one of them has pooped in a hole (laughs) only one has pooped in a hole it was really not camping no this last game we had was it total was, glamping we owe her a badge for that i promise she oh don't think she didn't oh, bring she it up reminded us yes. <laughs> she brought it up that she never received I promised a badge the yeah. poop in a whole bag yeah. well once we brought it up then she's like hey wait a minute yes yeah, she did <laughs> she did poor girl yeah well you gotta go you gotta go yeah but she had she... the skills you guys had the yeah. skills to get it done in the woods so there you go <laughs> Well, we have to wrap up. I know we have to pick kids up from school and stuff, but (laughs) thanks for reading Poison for Breakfast. Yeah. Telling me your real thoughts about it. Georgia will hate all three of us, so at least I won't be alone. I 
sorry. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I, I really don't think it's a matter of us hating the book, of anybody no. hating the book, or no. not respecting it. I think it's. It just really is like our. You know, are where what stage is your brain at? Mm-hmm. And this middle aged brain is just is at a different stage. Yeah. It's just and but it's not that always sounds so patronizing, like as if I don't think oh, I'm at a higher stage, whatever. It's not even about a, like <laughs> a higher, higher stage or anything. It's, it's just different. It's just like different. maybe I'm just not that clever anymore. <laughs> you know, maybe I was more <laughs> clever in my 20s or in my teens and 20s and whatnot. Or clever was new then. Yeah. Clever was new when you first started reading. Like the first time I read a clever book, I was like, what is this? And then, you know, you read a few clever books and you figure out how clever works and then clever's not enough. Mm-hmm. You need a little more than that. It needs to be clever and something else, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm glad we read it. I'm glad she, yeah. she gave it to me. It was very sweet. And I hope this doesn't deter her from doing it again. I hope she maybe kind of hope she doesn't listen to this episode because I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad that I didn't just love it like she did. Um, I felt like I should, you know, because mm-hmm. she I think she wanted me to. And that makes me feel a little sad, but that's OK. You'll connect on a different book. Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> she really liked Carrie. A lot. Oh, awesome. so. Talk about dark. There you go. Yep. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, ladies. I'm so glad you're feeling better. Thank you. I'm glad you're on the up swing. Thank God. Yep. Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you. Room, you got a